This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International, and I want to welcome you once again to the Warning Radio Program. Also, I welcome those that are watching on social media, our television channels, welcome. Today, my special guest will be Dr. Willibrod Tika, and I have in the studio with me my oldest grandson, Jeremiah Hansen Goldstrom. Jeremiah, welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And Dr. Tika, welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. My pleasure being here. Now, I want to give a little background. You've been on my program before, but I want you to explain to me the country you came from, why you had to flee for your life, and then we'll get into, again, the situation in America today. Thank you so much, Doctor. And again, it's a pleasure to be invited on this platform. I come actually from Cameroon five years ago. Cameroon is a country, West Central Africa. It's bilingual. We speak both English and French. It was actually colonized by the Germans. But after World War One, the Germans were defeated. And eventually the British and the French took over. The English-speaking Cameroonians are a minority. And I actually come from the English-speaking part of Cameroon. So Cameroon actually has 10 different regions, what you may call provinces or states, for example. And uh, I actually come from the English-speaking regions, actually two out of 10. Okay. So we have, we have two English-speaking regions and eight French regions. So I actually come from the English-speaking part of Cameroon. That's where I come from. And I moved over to the U.S. because 2016, I had a vision. And in the vision, I saw a political revolution coming to the nation of Cameroon. And I began talking about it. I had meetings with, I called some of my friends who were young, aspiring politicians and I began having, I had actually three different meetings with them, talking to them about what I saw in a vision and the fact that there is going to be a political revolution coming to Cameroon, which is going to be pioneered by the young people. And in the vision I saw, I told him the English-speaking Cameroonians are kind of like will be revolting, you know, from the French government. They, w- they would want the independence. And a couple of months after that vision happened, the whole struggle actually began late November 2016. So I began broadcasting about it on Facebook Live, talking about it. And I was talking actually against the uh, marginalization of the English-speaking Cameroonians who, who felt like they were being marginalized. And, you know, just like it is in Africa, they would always talk of there was freedom of speech because most of these African countries claim to practice democracy. They would always talk of freedom of speech, but the truth is that the practicality is that in Africa, you are actually free to make your speech. But after your speech is being made, you're no longer free. That was my fate. When I began talking a lot about that, the videos became very viral. Then the government of Cameroon began coming after me. I was actually incited by, by an insider, an English-speaking Cameroonian, who was at the time serving as a colonel in the military of Cameroon. So he actually incited a pastor to talk to me to be able to, to run away because he said my name was on the list for those to be arrested. And uh, two of the people actually I had meetings with before about the crisis that is coming. One of them was actually arrested two weeks before his wedding, 2017, and he's in jail up to today. Wow. Yeah. And the other one actually fled to Nigeria. Even when I escaped to Nigeria, it still wasn't safe there. Africa is, a, you know... It's a great continent. I'm an African. I love Africa. I love my people. But at times, the politics in Africa is crazy. 
being in Nigeria, you know, um, at some point, I mean, the Lord saved me because you can imagine some of us who fled to Nigeria and they were having a meeting in a hotel, you know, talking about the crisis. And surprisingly enough, gunmen from La Republic du Cameroon came to Nigeria, came to the hotel where the meeting was being held by some of these um, activists. And they arrested them, took them to Nigeria. Sorry, took them to Cameroon. That is unheard of. Hopefully, by the grace of God, um, God spared me from that incident that I had escaped to the U.S., you know, and because Nigeria was not was not safe at all. Absolutely. That was how I happened to come my, to, to find myself here in the U.S. Wow. And so you made several comments. You made that uh, you can speak, but once you speak, then they come after you if, if you speak something they don't yes. like. Yeah. This is just total, uh, I mean, we can use the word censorship, but this is tyranny. This is what you see in communist countries. This is what you see in countries controlled by dictators. Uh, Dr. Tika? Yeah, exactly. It's a sad thing in Africa. Very, very sad. And uh, at times, you know, like we see what's going on now in a lot of French-speaking uh, African countries. They, they are actually rebelling against or revolting against Oftentimes, these uh, colonial masters have actually still have their hands on Africa and manipulating the, the entire politics of Africa. And that's why you'll see in all French African countries, in most of the places, they are burning down the French embassies. They, don't, they are tired of having the colonial masters coming again to intervene and to control the politics of the land, you know, and all of that stuff. It, it's so terrible, you know, um, that as Africans, we, Africans could be crying for, for help it's going to help but oftentimes these some of these western countries are the problems why africa is is, is actually going through what it's going through today yeah I, I do understand but but also to be fair the reality is we have corrupt leaders sometimes in these countries in bed with these colonial masters so uh, they're all bed partners that's right so yeah. uh, you know that's that's a problem bad leadership and the bible is very clear uh, the responsibility of of christians to disciple the nations and put in good leadership if the righteous prevail the people prosper if evil leaders prevail the righteous are persecuted dr tika yeah exactly now, now um i want you you've been in america how many years now i i've been in the u.s now uh august of this year is going to make me six years in the u.s i actually came in um August the 13th, 2017. Okay. Touchdown, touchdown at Dallas International Airport in D.C. Okay, so now you're, you're located basically in the Dallas area. Yes. Also, um, you know, I, we have talked before, but what do you believe, uh, what do you see? You've been here six years now. Uh, what are some of the problems you see in America? Uh, because, you know, Donald Trump was... Uh, whatever word you want to use, I think he was removed because he won, I believe, and I think the evidence is overwhelming, but they did, the world powers did not want him in control. Uh, they did not want him. They want to move us into a new world order. You've been here six years. What are some of the similarities you see uh, in America that you saw in Cameroon? Thank you. Um, I think that's a very important question especially uh, like an African, you know, from an African perspective. Um, um, oftentimes when you're very much more familiar with an environment, you fail to see certain things which 
probably maybe wrong within the environment, especially if those certain if those things have become part and parcel of your culture. You know, but coming to the US, of course, expecting the US um of course I came in with great hopes. And of course America is still a beautiful country. I love America so much. Um, but of course there are certain things of course which um I genuinely think that I I may not agree. Now I might not have the, the right not to agree because I'm not yet a citizen, but there are some things as a pastor, as a preacher, from a biblical perspective, I may not agree. And uh, at times when one addresses certain issues, people try to avoid the, the reality of what you're talking about and they just want to simply identify you with a party. Now I am not an American citizen. I wish someday I become I become one, but I'm not yet an American citizen. And so whatever i say would be talking from a very from a very sincere perspective and not as a democrat or a republican and uh, um first of all uh, first of all personally i i mean you know we, we are not perfect there are people who have different challenges and all that stuff but one of the things i i loved so much with donald trump's leadership was his sincerity on certain issues and and uh, it's true people say he talks a lot and all that stuff uh but for me i i, I looked at precisely what is actually causing to talk on certain issues and um I, I i look at his policy about the border the, the border the border policy you see now africa is a place where um um for example uh like my like my country cameroon for example we have borders and i can tell you sincerely i have not seen any of our borders that is open i haven't really seen anyone even if people are not really struggling that much to come to cameroon yet but we're still protective of our country and every other nation is protective of the country. So I think, for example, Trump talking about building the walls in America, you know, every leader, first of all, thinks about his people because it is what it is the example you show at home and it is your love demonstrated towards your, your people back at home that would that, that that would help you or that would cause you to also demonstrate the same love out, out there in the nations. Now, America is going out there to protect the nations. Wherever there is war, there is challenges, America will, sh will show forth, which is a good thing. But I think also that America also needs to, first of all, also protect their own country. So I personally, I know a lot of black people may, may be against what I'm saying because they believe that, oh, as, if the borders are short, then they or many people don't have the opportunity to come into this country and all that stuff. But I just personally think that um, um, it's the responsibility of every nation to protect their borders. I, I you know, I, I have got into this dialogue before with um, a few people who were against the border policy, for example. And I asked them a question, whom among you would leave your house in the morning and not lock the door and go back and go to work and come back in the night, allowing you to open saying that, well, we have um, street people, they don't have place to stay, they could come and stay in my place while I'm out. They could come get into my kitchen, get food and eat while I'm out. Nobody does that, not because not because you don't love the street people, but there must be a principle put in place to be able to reach out to street people, which which would not be in detriment to your own to your to your own safety, and I, and I think that's just basically the issue with the border policy. But I, I would want to say that some politicians kick against that. To me, I would consider that as an act of hypocrisy. Well, and the the fact that we are not real. In certain things, maybe we have different agendas we want to project well, while, you know. No, you're absolutely right, Dr. Tika. Um, I've, I've talked to a lot of people 
uh, from all over the world and a lot of, of, of black people. And uh, uh, all of them that came in legally, they want a border control. They came in legally. There's a process. You know, the law was made for the law, uh, the, for the righteous. Now, if, if you don't have law, you have lawlessness. And lawlessness right. is used to bring chaos and destruction. And uh, politics right now is trying to destroy the United States of America, make us a new world order. I mean, let's get honest with this whole thing. What we're seeing is an open invasion because we have certain powers wanting to destroy the Republic of America, move us into total lawlessness. I mean, that's why they had Black Lives Matter, which is a Marxist organization. Uh, the founders, all Marxism. Uh, that's that's why you had, again, Antifa, revolutionary organization. This was to bring lawlessness and force their way or topple the republic. Dr. Tika? Oh, yes. So we're seeing, again, all of those, yourself, my wife, uh, who now is a citizen, but uh, people came in legally and they want legal immig immigration. They want to protect the country. They see uh, how wonderful America is compared to where they fled and they don't want this country falling apart. They see what we're doing right now is destroying America and ushering in communism and tyranny like the very countries they fled from. Dr. Tika? That's right. That's right. That's right. I genuinely agree because, you know, it's, it's, it's just um, um, a natural thing when it deals with leadership to be protective over your own. It's a natural thing. Every father will be protective of the wife. Every husband will be protective of the wife. Every father will, will be protective of the children. And the Bible says nature should at least teach us these things. You know, I remember um, my mom had, they, back in Africa, my mom had a little, my mom had an, a, a hen. And so this hen hatched, um, laid a couple of eggs and hatched them. Now, I mean, this was our hen actually, you know, and all that stuff. But I realized one thing, when that hen laid her eggs her attitude completely changed even towards us even towards us at home and when the hen actually hatched the eggs and had the little chicks her attitude was totally changed she became very very wild very protective she would fight for her kids she wouldn't allow any one of us to approach the the kids you know the little chicks it's a natural thing it's part of leadership you know a, a real leader will want to protect his own, first of all, because if there is no safety at home, there cannot be safety abroad. That's right. If there, if, if there is no safety at home, you see, we have this proverb back in Africa, in Cameroon, that says charity begins at home. So if there is no safety at home, you, you, can, you, you, can, you, you cannot, you know, fight for safety out there. So it's, it's, um, it, it's very important. And, and, you know, it's very important. And I, and I believe that even some of the people who are against the border policy, for example, you know, genuinely in their heart, they may know the realities of the realities of these things, but they have different things they want to project, you know, and, you know, and this is one of the similarities I find with Africa, where a person is put in leadership, for example, and has other objectives, have other selfish interests, but, you know, you know, behind whatever he's projecting out there to the people. 
I'll tell you, we could talk in depth on this subject, but I mean, there's even uh, Democrat uh, people in Congress right now that have resigned because they see that uh, the policies right now of Biden is destroying America, bringing on tyranny, uh, promoting communism, uh, open borders, and they're leaving. They've left. They've resigned because they can see that we're in serious trouble right now in the United States of America. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to the Warning Radio Program or watching it on social media, uh, this is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International. Uh, I'm interviewing Dr. Willie Broad Tika from Cameroon. He had to flee there because of tyranny in Cameroon. He's seeing tyranny now in America. Also, my oldest grandson, uh, Jeremiah Hansen Goldstrom, is in the studio. Uh, Dr. Tika, again, we could go on in this in depth, but I want to get back to, uh, you know what a, a healthy church looks like, uh, and you know what a dysfunctional church looks like, or a church that is in absolute sin. Jesus said when he returns in Luke 18, 8, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. I mean, right now in the mainline churches, in some of these churches, you have drag queens being brought in, drag queens, sodomites, so brought in, even ordaining sodomites as priests and pastors in some of the churches. Now, this is one of the four sins that bring judgment on a nation. Dr. Tika, what do you think of this? Yeah, um, it's a very disheartening situation. Um, I was sharing with someone a few days ago. I had a vision last month where uh, the Lord was actually talking to me about things like these. You see, and one of the things why we allow such wickedness to to uh, to continue, even as churches, is because there is the, the feel like because it's so, because somehow the Constitution kind of like cover these people. You know, it, it's like it's their right to be gay and all that stuff. The, the constitution kind of like um, approves that. But one thing I want the American people to know is this. The American constitution, as wonderful as it may seem to be, to govern this great nation will not be applicable on the day of judgment. On the day of judgment, the Lord will judge the world according to the standard of his book, the Bible, not the American constitution. So in as much as we, we all that respect to the American constitution, yet at the end of the day, the, the scriptures... It's what every believer needs to prioritize, first of all, the scriptures. And America, of course, is a great country. It talks about freedom of religion. And if there is really, if they actually mean that there should be freedom of religion, then the truth is this. A pastor should be allowed to preach exactly what the Bible teaches and to kick against pre uh, practices that the Bible actually condemns, like homosexuality and all that stuff, tr transgender and all of that. So um, it, it's very sad. A healthy church is that church that doesn't look at the society before deciding what the scripture says. A healthy church is that church that projects the values of the Bible irrespective of what has become the norms and the cultures of the society. So a healthy church is that church that is not being discipled by the wall, but, but rather disciples the wall. Well, you're exactly yeah. right. And when you see, again, a city or state or nation uh, in such immorality, you know the church in that area has failed. Exactly. 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 The church of this land needs to be able to wake up and stand. Bible teaches us that there is absolutely no way the gospel of Jesus Christ will be preached if we at the same time will preach it, if we will preach at, at the same time 
are afraid of being persecuted. I listened to an interview a few days ago by um, a gospel musician. I won't call the name. Very popular. I mean, he talked a lot of things, wonderful and all, and all of that. And towards the end of the interview, he was asked the question, what do you think about homosexuals? What do you think? Um, will they make it to heaven? And this black preacher began mumbling. And I'm like, wait a minute. The Bible teaches these things clearly. It's black and white in the scriptures. There is no, just no way we can go around the bush on this issue. It's not something which we are trying to deduce meaning from scripture. The Bible calls it clearly an abomination. But this black pastor is a singer. I wouldn't call his name. He's very popular. Began going around the bush and he said, well, for him, he's a straight, for him, he's straight. He's not gay and he just, you know, he's straight. He, he doesn't want to talk about that. People have their own different way to think, whatever. But for him, he's, he's not coming out clearly. And, and, and I see that as a real problem with this nation. Um, it's time that um, the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 1, 8 and, and chapter 1, Hebrews 1, 8 and 9, it tells us about Christ Jesus. The Lord said categorically, the scepter of righteousness shall be the scepter of thy kingdom because you have hated iniquity and loved righteousness. Therefore, God, even your God, has anointed thee with an oil of gladness above your fellows. It's time the church of this land wake up with a scepter of righteousness in their hands, calling out sin as sin and not playing around it. Well, I totally agree, and that that black singer uh, is not qualified to be singing the gospel of Jesus Christ in any church, whether he's black, red, yellow, it doesn't matter. Uh, It's time, again, when we sit on the fence, we're losing ground, and because people aren't speaking the truth, unrighteousness is prevailing, and the innocent become prey. Uh, Jeremiah, you're you're in this area right now, Washington State, Western Washington, very liberal. Uh, you you live down close uh, to Bellevue, Seattle, that type of area. Uh, uh, what what do you want to make any comments on this before we close out the program? Well, I think when we get down to it, um, this world is sick, and the the West is falling right now. I mean, we're flailing as a nation when it comes to economics. Uh, as you can see in the churches, especially in the Catholic church, um, like you said, ordained ministers and ordained priests openly accepting it. And when you're in a position of leadership, um, you have a higher responsibility than just attending that church. People look to you, you know, it even says in the gospel, when you lead my little ones astray, I mean, they will put a casting stone around your neck and you will sink to the bottom of the ocean. And we have leadership who is accepting this. I don't think anyone says that homosexuals should not be allowed in the church. They should not be allowed in leadership. No one in open sin should be allowed in leadership. The issue is, is that we are allowing them in leadership. And you look at the church is supposed to be the moral compass of a country. And it's, it's in the U S it's not doing that. They don't want to be involved in politics. They don't want to lose people. They want people to come to their church, pay their tithe and go. And that's an issue. We are no longer a moral compass and, you look at a lot of countries, you look at, you know, in history, that's when nations start to fall. So we need to, we need to take a deep breath and the church needs to step up. And I don't know, I think we need to start doing something here. What do you think, Dr. Tika? Perfectly said. I, I think um, that is precisely um, uh, what the church needs. We, we need to wake up to righteousness and stand firm and stand strong. We have to realize that in, in, in preaching of the gospel, Persecution is also supposed to be at our inheritance. I'm conscious of this fact that, you know, um, when we carry the gospel genuinely and we preach the unadulterated word of God, opposition is going to come. But Christ says anyone who tries to save his life will lose it. But any person who is willing to lose his life for the, for the sake of Christ 
will save it in this world and even the world to come. So I think that it's time the Church of America come out of the shelves, come out of you know the, the, the hiding places, and step out publicly and, 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 and call out sin as sin and, and, and actually shine the light for the nation to follow. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been watching, listening to the Warning Radio program, social media, television. Uh, we need another great awakening, another great awakening. Today I've had Dr. Willie Broad Tika from Cameroon. He fled tech Cameroon because of tyranny. And now he's seeing a tyranny start to sweep America because of a dysfunctional church. I also had my oldest grandson, uh, Jeremiah Hansen Goldstrom on. And we need a great awakening. Uh, join Eagle Saving Nations. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. We've got to get into the stadiums. I'm talking about national football stadiums, basketball arenas, NBA. We've got to come against this woke mentality, this culture that is destroying the fabric of America. We've got to have Pentecost once again, where people go out fearlessly like Peter. And 3,000 were saved before Pentecost. He ran, hid, and, hi and lied. Again, we've got to have another great awakening. Uh, the Republicans are not going to save America. They've even accepted homosexuality. Uh, if we had all conservatives in power, uh, they would delay the toppling of the Republic. But the Republic will fall without another great awakening. Four sins bring judgment on a nation, idolatry, immorality, killing the innocent, and dividing the land of Israel. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.